Welcome to the Start Something Show. Join world-renowned experts, change agents, and everyday folks who have done the amazing. All here to help you start something incredible. Now it's time to step out, live your perfect day, and create a legacy with your host, Tina Dietz. Hey there, Superstarters. It's Tina Dietz. Welcome to the Start Something Show. Today, we are going to be welcoming one of my favorite people. Uh, she's actually a friend and colleague of mine, Terry Levine. And Terry is going to be sharing with us a lot of information about leveraging your work, saving some time, and also this really cool program she has called the Rapid ROI, that's Return on Investment Marketing. Terry, I would say, is probably the most one of the most, if not the most, authentic persons I know in the marketing business today. And uh, we're, well, you'll find out why a little later in the show. And now, before we get started with that, I have some Q&A here today. We have a little bit of an agony file from uh, someone who writes us from St. Paul, Minnesota. And they write, Dear Tina, I have been working with my coaching clients but I am now in such a position with getting more clients that I don't have time to do all the things that I used to do for my marketing, and I don't have more clients coming in. I want to start hiring people, but I don't know what to do. I'm afraid that I'm going to get taken advantage of, and I'll end up spending more money and time than it's worth it than me doing it myself. Okay, so this is a really common question, and you have to kind of build up your muscle in outsourcing projects before you dive in. Don't hire someone to just handle everything at once. I really like to use small uh, providers for small projects from websites like Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And uh, I don't have an affiliation with them or anything at this point, but I have used a lot of the providers on Fiverr to outsource small jobs, and then sometimes those turn into larger jobs down the road. Some good things to kind of build your muscle on is uh, getting people to do jobs like transcription, ebook covers, projects like that that are small and concise and make them not time sensitive. Have them work on a project that you're toying with. Spend the 5 to $30 on getting to know them and in experiencing your own management style. You know, what kind of a manager are you? What kind of, where do you find yourself getting hung up in the process? And as you get more comfortable with doing the small jobs, then you can move on to larger ones. So leverage is so, so important. And uh, Terry and I are both going to be talking about this in just a minute. And you've got to find ways to help people help you in what you're doing. And remember, when you're spending money on having people work for you, you're not only helping yourself, but you're helping somebody to feed their family. It's one of the great privileges of being an entrepreneur. When we make the income so that we can hire other people, we get to contribute to them and their families and their children. And it is that ripple effect. So start small. Start with Elance or Fiverr, one of the other outsourcing websites out there. I recommend that you work through a website that has a refund policy rather than working with a straight-up freelancer at first. It helps you cover your ass. Uh, and uh, get out there and uh, start playing with hiring someone to start helping you in your business today.
Our guest today on the Start Something show is Terry Levine. She is the owner of Terry Levine Worldwide and is a business and executive mentoring expert. And I'm also proud to say I count her among a dear colleague and friend. She assists businesses worldwide with business growth, sales, and marketing. And she has more than 30 years of business experience, encompassing work with more than 5,000 business owners and entrepreneurs. She is also a best-selling author and keynote speaker. Terry's most recent venture is super cool. We're going to talk about it today. It's called the Rapid ROI Marketing Program, which combines Terry's passion for helping businesses to grow with her own personal experience gained while building multiple successful businesses from the ground up. And we'll talk today about Terry's adventures building her businesses on the show today. We're also going to learn more about Terry. You can find her and her extensive body of work at www.todayscoaching.com. Terry, thanks for starting something with me today. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I am too. This has been what I've been really looking forward to because I always love having conversations with you. It's like uh, being on the couch with a girlfriend having tea, but changing the world at the same time. Oh, that sounds awesome. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, conquering the world through coffee talk. It's a good time. So, all right. Now, we always start with this question about going back to getting started in your history. When did you know you wanted to change your life and start something? great question. So I'm going to go back to 1996. And uh, it's when my mother passed away. My mother Mm -hmm. died. And I remember sitting by my mother's bedside during the weeks that she was dying of emphysema. And I began to realize that my life's accomplishments that I thought were so darn important, really meant nothing. That Everything that I was doing really boiled down to absolutely nothing. And the following week, my girlfriend, who was only 40 years old, she died of breast cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. And while she was in hospice, a few days before my mother passed, I got to speak with her. And she said, Terry, very clearly, she said these words to me. She said, Terry, life is not about work. It's not about to-dos. It is about enjoying your life and spending your time with family. And those were my two wake-up calls. And instantly, I realized that the work I was doing was not serving me or my family, was not my passion, and that things needed to change. That was my wake-up call. Wow. Well, then, uh, up until that that point, what had you been doing? You built so many businesses in your in your time and and very successful ones at that. What had you lessons had you learned up until that point when you decided to make the shift? Mm, Interesting question, Tina. First, I started out very entrepreneurial. I uh, had a master's in speech language pathology, and I started out with my own clinic. And unbeknownst to me at the time, way back when, I was the first speech-language pathologist to start their own clinic. I just... No kidding. No kidding. I didn't know this at all, right? Oh, wow. (laughs) Ignorance, right? I thought everybody came out of college and you just start your own clinic. By the way, in, in getting your master's degree, they teach you nothing about business or marketing. They just teach you. Oh, about no. Right? No, I can vouch for right? that as a therapist. You understand, yes, right? Absolutely. They teach you how to treat the patients. So I get an office and I rent space and, you know, the build it and, and they will come model. Mm-hmm. Nobody's coming. 
nope, I'm right out of college, paying loans, barely can afford a car. And I'm like, oh, my God, nobody's coming. So I'm going and literally I had moved from the East Coast to the Midwest because that's where my husband's job was. And I'm like trying everything I can to get one doctor to refer and eventually, um, I do something you can probably find on the internet called the nine hour marketing call. And it is not a joke. I spent nine hours in a doctor's office waiting for him to see me. Nine hours. I know people who have other people who have done that as well. It's brutal. It, it was horrific. And yeah. finally, this man was like, young lady, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want, but get into my office. And I ran. I ran. I was like, oh, my God, I better hurry up. And I get in there, and I, I literally, I begged. I begged, and I said, I'm a speech-language pathologist. I really can help. Please send me some patients. And um, three days later, he sent me a referral. And he started to send me more. And then I got the courage to go see other doctors and say, Dr. L. Kammer is referring. And the next thing I knew, I realized, hey, I'm really good at marketing. And I'm really bad at speech language pathology. (laughs) (laughs) So I built up this large speech language pathology business. And my long and short story is over the years, I built several businesses, I sold them. And I began to realize, hey, Terry, your thing is marketing, you can build a business, you can make it super successful, you can sell it for millions of dollars. And all of a sudden, other people were coming to me and saying, do that for me, do that for me. But Tina, I have to share one thing with the audience. I learned a horrible lesson that paid off. (laughs) Exactly. I took a job in corporate America. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And and I'll get down and dirty. It was an ego trip, right? I was Mm -hmm. offered to be president of a large national healthcare company. And oh, doesn't that sound great, Tina? Like, wow, president. It was all ego. And for four miserable years, I got stock options and bonuses and made a ton of money. And I hated every freaking minute. And then I finally said, I'm not doing this anymore. And I walked away realizing my passion had always been coaching. And almost two decades ago, I left and just decided to do my passion. That's an awesome story. And such a good lesson to know that first of all, College teaches you some things. It definitely doesn't teach you anything. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) You know, in terms of the real world, that persistence will open doors where nothing else will. That's what I heard, you know. And and I also heard that, you know, very early on in that, you had this notion about snowballing and kind of leveraging that first contact. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that reverberates into the work that you do with people with marketing today. Yeah, two of my favorite words, my clients that like know these words are leverage and optimize. They're my favorite words. I use them all the time. Exactly. I actually have I actually have in my notes here written down about that Terry and I have a deep and abiding love of the word leverage. <laughs> True. <laughs> 
Well, let's take a, a different tactic here. And um, now you told me about some of the, the setbacks you have, but let's now do a little bit of fast forward. We want to make sure that the audience here knows that failure is not a dirty word. We have to have it. We have to know what doesn't work so we can figure out what works. And sometimes what we fail at points us in a totally different direction we never would have put ourselves on and opens things up. So what um, setbacks or failures have you had to deal with? And what did you get out of that? How did that impact you? Oh, gosh. Um, The first thing that I did was I really thought it would be wise to have a business partner. And so in the very, very beginning, I began a coach training school, not because that was ever a desire of mine, but because so many people kept showing up saying, teach me to be a coach. Teach me to be a coach. No, I don't want to go to some other school. I want you to teach me. So I thought, well, I should probably listen to this. And I thought, well, I'll have a partner. And I took on a partner. And very quickly after that, I realized I am not the partner type. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am the type that really is a control freak. And I want to be in charge of everything. And uh, during a business meeting, my partner cried. And it's not my personality to like, have somebody with me that's a crier. It's just not me. No offense to the person because she's wonderful. And so I wanted to terminate the agreement, which created a lot of chaos in the business and in the company. So that was like numero uno mistake. And a week after this all happened, we were both keynote speakers for the ICF. Now, thank goodness, She is a wonderful, wonderful woman, and we both presented very professionally. You would never know that we were going through a legal breakup, and I I have to say blessings to her because it it was handled magnificently. Well, that's the soul of professionalism right there. And for those of you who, who aren't familiar with the ICF, it's the International Coaching Federation. It's probably the largest accrediting body for coaches in the world. Yeah, a really good organization. Wow, what a story about uh, dealing with being uncomfortable and uh, staying the course anyway. Yeah, it was a real... Yeah. And it was a learning for me about myself. Like, okay, Terry, this is why you never fit into corporate America, because you are so entrepreneurial that you have to be in charge. You can't ever have a partner. And it was a very important learning. And, um, you know, I felt awful because I did feel like I really hurt her and hurt her feelings. And mm-hmm. she is really a, a brilliant woman and a dear person. And so that was one piece. So I would consider that a quote unquote failure and a setback in my business. Mm-hmm. And then Tina had a major one. Gosh, in uh, I believe it was 2000, it was 2006. Life was great. Things were going magnificently. And I remember this so clearly. September 6th of 2006. Wow, gosh, I just recalled the exact date. I was working with a personal trainer. I remember I was getting ready to go to Aruba and thinking to myself, driving to the personal trainer's office, how perfect my life and work was. And while I was doing my workout, I heard this loud sound that sounded like a bullet. And I remember saying to my trainer, what was that? And he said, I don't know. And then he said, Terry, stay where you are and don't move. And he came over to me and said, you're standing on one foot. 
And I thought, wonder why that is. And when I went to put down my other foot, I could not. So I had torn my Achilles, didn't seem like a big deal. However, I developed this horrific disease called reflexive sympathetic dystrophy. And for those of you who have never heard of it, I'll just describe it because I fundraise for children. I now have a foundation for children who have this disease, and I'll describe it very quickly. It's as if somebody has taken all the blood out of your veins. Oh, my goodness. And I suffered through that disease until it took over my entire body. And for 18 months, not only was I unable to work, I was literally screaming for over six hours a day. I was unable to get out of bed, wear clothing, or even have sheets on my bed or have wear clothes or have people come into the room that I was in due to the pain. So it is a very horrific disease. I was fortunate that I had set up a passive income business, so money flowed in. And I have struggled with this disease since 2006. I am fortunate that due to the income that I have been able to make, that I've been able to get treatments for the disease and live in Mexico for half the year where the barometric pressure actually helps my disease. However, that has been a major setback to my business and my goals. So I want people to know that Despite whatever comes up as quote-unquote challenges along the way, there are always ways that you can creatively figure out how to generate income. Thank you for sharing so candidly about that, Terry. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. I believe in transparency. I do too. And um, there are so many entrepreneurs out there or so many people out there who believe they can't earn a living because of their either physical, mental, emotional setbacks. But when you speak to entrepreneurs who are successful, what I find is 99% of the time, they're dealing with something along those lines, whether it is a physical ailment, or it's anxiety or depression, or any variety of a number of things. The beautiful thing about being a business owner is that you get to create from nothing, create your own destiny and have it work for you, regardless of, like you were saying, Terry, your circumstances or what the world throws at you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and I will admit that I had a pity party for well over six months. And one day I literally I got the inspiration to write one of my books, which is called Magnetizing Money. And when I wrote that book, I had a wake-up call that I needed to get out of my pity party. And once I did that, it was shortly after that that I was able to return to work. Wow. Yeah. Well, if all of this is happening, you've had these major turning points, you've developed numbers of businesses, sold them, moved on, trained coaches, trained entrepreneurs, had these challenges along the way. Out of all that, what would you say is the biggest business risk you ever took? Oh, fabulous question. So um, when I returned to work after my, by the way, I had two major episodes of RSD. The first one was where it took over uh, half of my body. And the second one was two years later where it took over my entire body. And I had to be put in ketamine comas 
which was a ketamine as elephant tranquilizer. And yes, it, it was a horrific experience that literally took me out of work due to hallucinations for a long period of time. And I, I will tell you that what happened for me was uh, the most interesting thing, which was finding that I could find great people to surround me, to help me, to assist me, to bring on my team, and to create business in a different way. And so we, we, we literally just created a different model. So the beauty that came out of all of this is creating a new model, creating a new way of doing business. And in a way that my clients appreciate, love, and adore, and it's a, a done-with-you and a done-for-you program that allows other people to make a great income who work with me, allows my clients to get to work with other team members, allows me to provide a wonderful income to other coaches and consultants, and also allows me to have the opportunity to have more freedom when I need it. So the lesson that I got was there are ways to truly change your business if you need to and to create freedom in your life and in your lifestyle. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. It does make sense. I see how the setback that you had they say necessity is the mother of invention. It's one of my favorite sayings. Mm. And that pushed you to, because you're already someone who is not going to let this dominate your life. And that's one of the keys to starting something. One of the reasons I did this show is that, you know, the key to starting something is to not allow your circumstances to dominate your life. And this is a prime example of just that and how the setback ultimately leads to that moment of brilliance that then you're out making a difference for other people. It's making a difference for you, too. And so you get to pay it forward. But the seeds of it were actually in the adversity. Exactly. Yeah. And truly, you know, this may sound strange, but there are many blessings in my disease, which may sound very strange. When I went through my pity party, one of my big questions was, why me? Why me? Why me? And one of the things I recognized is, why me? Well, I have a voice. I have a following. None of these children, none of these children were uh, being funded for treatment. There's lots of research that goes into reflexive sympathetic dystrophy, but there was no organization that helped them get ketamine, which is extremely expensive. So I started a foundation for children with reflexive sympathetic dystrophy. I stopped the pity party about Terry Levine. I changed completely into, I need to get funding for these children. And once the focus became about the children, it changed everything. That's it. If you're focusing on making a difference, it changes everything about how you do business and always for the better. Always for the better. Now, just so we know, and we'll make sure that this is on your show page as well, but for the folks listening out there, how can people find out more about this foundation and contribute if they wish to? Oh, thank you for asking. It's Terry Levine Foundation for Children with RSD.org. RSD.org. 
Okay, great. Thank you for sharing that. Like I said, uh, you can always go to the show page, folks, and find that link as well and find out more about Terry's Foundation. Now, going back to your business and, and what you've done, now you've developed this system and this way of doing business. Are you referring to the rapid ROI model? Yes, I am, and I'm so excited All right. about this. <laughs> why don't you, yeah, why don't you give us just a couple of broad strokes about what that is and, and how it works and who it's for? Awesome. So this is going back about five or six years ago. I had a, a, a friend that I had helped literally going back to like 1983 who had said to me, Terry, you've owned so many successful businesses and you've sold them for back in, nine, in the 80s of dollars, which was, you know, that was a lot of money in the 80s. Yes. And she said, you must have some formula. And I said, I don't know. And she said, no, Terry, you must. And I want to learn it. So I began to sort of take notes and think about, well, I was doing something for each business that was very similar. And so I spent three years dissecting my formula. And I finally said to her, well, I have it, you know, I kind of have it in a rough format. And she said, I'll pay you a lot of money if you can help me figure that out in my business. And I said, I don't want you to pay me money, but I'll help you. And so we put the formula to work in her business and we took her, oh gosh, I think it was like 200 or $100,000 business. And within a year, we built it up to a $10 million business. This was like 1987. And, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, go back to 1987. That, yes, that's a, that's a lot of shoulder pads. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, now I want to sell it. And I said, oh, that's the easiest part. And then I helped her get a buyer. And then she said, okay, can I apply the same formula and start another business? I said, you know what? It is formulaic because now that you helped me do this, I just have rinsed and repeated the formula for all six of my businesses. So a few years later, I had a friend of mine say, do this for me. And then I said, well, now I have the formula. And so about five years ago, a couple of my clients said, we want the formula. And I thought, I have the formula. So why don't I share it? So I do now. And it's called the rapid ROI model. And I literally have, because I spent so much time, I dissected it. And now I share the formula with clients in a various assortment of ways, uh, home study, individual mentoring with me, group mentoring with my Terry Levine worldwide team, lots of different ways. But literally, it's how I created all six of my multi-million dollar businesses. And at the end, if I chose to, I sold them. Like in my coaching business, I have zero desire to sell it. I just, I feel like I'm going to keep coaching forever because I feel very at home with this business. It's like what I'm meant to do. But in any case, it works for any kind of business. I've worked with over 5,000 business owners in terms of coaching, 247 types of industries. But I'm really... I don't know. I, I, Tina, I, I just have to say I'm so excited that I spent the time dissecting it 
And I never would have done this if it wasn't for the one friend who kept bugging me and saying, you must have it. It's a formula. You have to figure it out. And now I tell her all the time, boy, am I grateful that you pushed me because it is formulaic and I can repeat it over and over again. Just to clarify, when you say that it's a formula, and this is really important for a lot of entrepreneurs out there, it's it's not a magic bullet. No. Because I know you're working the depth of it. So, so many folks out there, you hear 90 days or six-figure business, and oh, God, you know, it drives drives us nuts, right? You know, the blueprint for this and blah, 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 blah. And people kind of lost sight of the fact that no matter how good of a system you have, you have to put yourself into it, too. Oh, my gosh. But the underpinnings... I love the mad scientist feel of this. I resonate with that. <laughs> is that there is a pattern. There's there's reliable things that happen inside of business that you can trust, that you can rely on if you work it. I'm so glad you said the word work. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget this. Um, this was early on in, in, in like my couple of decades of coaching. Somebody said to me, I'll never forget this. They said, you're just so lucky. I said, I really kind of resent that. I am not lucky. I have worked, and I'll repeat that. I have worked really, really hard to get where I'm at. It is work. It is not like I have woken up in the morning and used this so-called law of attraction, and all of this stuff has come to me. It is not like that. And in fact, I coach many quote unquote law of attraction people and I will tell you that they work. And I will tell you people who talk about four hour work week and I know many of them are not working four hours. Okay. So I'm an, I'm the real transparent person and if I offend anybody, I apologize. I do not work. Oh, John. It's so true. Never apologize for truth. Thank you. I do not work for hours, okay? I do not. And I will tell you that if anybody believes that somebody is working for hours to create a million-dollar empire, I do not know anybody who works for hours, anybody who claims that they work for hours. I do not know that person, and I know a lot of people. So I'm just going to tell you straight up, my programs are always done for you and done with you, which means you have to do work, (laughs) period. (laughs) While we do a lot of implementation, the client must do something. I'm sorry. Exactly. Exactly. You know, people ask me, you know, well, why, why do I need to hire the coach? The information is out there. There is a lot of information out there. You can go through, I mean, you and I, you know, went through, I mean, we, we had our own coaches and mentors and trainings and everything that we went through. It's about shortening the learning curve. Exactly. It's about having people that you can rely on in your life that are going to help steer you in the right direction so you don't end up paying hundreds of thousand dollars in stupid tax <laughs> and I'm speaking for myself My there um, yeah <laughs> and, and that's one of the reasons we you know we, we do what we do so yeah yeah I know you and I are feel very strongly about this and I even and I love Tim Ferriss's work I love the far work week the book actually I can say that that book changed my life but you know even Tim will tell you of course he's working more than four hours a week mm-hmm. but damn it's a good title yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a great title, and no wonder he, title. you know, he's 
uh, best-selling author. It's an awesome title. I mean, isn't that a dream for all of us? Absolutely. I just want to be like real with people. Tim speaks on stages all the time. He writes content all the time. So I just want to say that there's more than four hours involved yeah. in the crowd. Well, and when you're doing what you love, you want to work more than four hours a week. You, you get it's like a healthy obsession. <laughs> it's a healthy version of obsession. All right. So we are going to dig more into the rapid ROI model. We're going to talk about leveraging and how to get that done, getting your name out there, getting on stages, all of that. Terry is a wealth of information, so don't miss the backstage pass for this show. But before we get to that, Terry, one more question. If you were just starting out today and you had your knowledge but not the resources that you've developed over the years, what would be some of the first things you would do to start something today? Oh, I love this question. Ooh, goosebumps. The very first thing that I would do is I would make sure whatever business, whatever niche, whatever I chose to do, number one, I would really have a deep passion for. I would absolutely be in love with. I wouldn't be doing anything just for the money. I would be doing it because I was in love with it. Number two, I would make sure that I already knew people in that industry and or new potential clients, customers, or patients that were in the position to potentially hire me. So I wouldn't go into something where nobody knew me, nobody heard of me, nobody had a clue about me. And I'll give you an example because I think this really helps. I mm-hmm. had a client last year who out of the blue said, I'm going to work with realtors. And I said, have you ever been a realtor? No. Do you know realtors? No. Do you know an influential realtor? No. Why are you picking realtors? I think they have money. I said, you know, that is absolutely the wrong target audience for you. So my example for myself is when I started, I decided that I wanted to work with people just like me. I came out of the rehabilitation occupational speech language pathology and physical therapy industry. I was president of a national healthcare company who was experiencing extreme burnout and frustration. I knew literally 500 people who felt the same way. I said, I could contact those people. I could write articles relevant to that industry. I could speak on stages for that industry. I had contacts in that industry. I didn't want to passionately work in that industry. However, I knew that was my starting point. You must pick something that you have a connection to. And I have to make that point because, Tina, I find too many people pick something and then they go, I have no idea where to get clients. That's what I would do if you're just starting out. Perfect. I love, let's leave it right there. And everyone has wants you to marinate in that wisdom right there. And then I want you to join me and Terry on the backstage pass. We're going to dig in even deeper. Terry, thank you so much for joining me today on the Start Something Show. My pleasure, Tina. Thank you. All right. And everyone out there, we'll talk to you soon. 
Start something with purpose. Start something with freedom. Start something now. Go to thestartsomethingshow.com, join our community of super starters, and get your Perfect Day Planner Pack, a free resource to help you create the life you've dreamed of living. Take action now, and we'll see you for our next exciting episode. Thank you.